<laughs> wow. That hurts. Are you, like, sick or something? Yeah. I <laughs> Episode 49, Learn to Nerd, on Saturday, October 12, 2013, and now, I want a pizza bag. This episode is hosted by Ian Buck and Ian Decker. Alright, so I hear that there was like a drag show this weekend. Yeah, like really? down in Davis or somewhere? Agus Davis. Ingus Davis. I'd say Agus Davis, but not necessarily Ingus Davis. I think well, kind of the Ingus pictures Davis. that look like it was in the, um, what, dining hall? Yeah, yeah. the calf. Um, so, yeah, for those of you who don't know, um, this past, or just this Friday, yesterday, I was supporting a friend, and I went in full drag and performed in a drag show. That was interesting. I have shaved my face, my chest, and my armpits, and was contemplating shaving my legs as well, but thank God for tights. Because <laughs> there's only so much bulkiness I can stand. Right now, my armpits are actually chafing. It hurts. Um, and I, I looked at some of the pictures that were posted, and I did not recognize you on the first time like that I looked at them. <laughs> well, then my makeup people did a really good job. And by my makeup people, I mean Sarah, who we had on our guest, who we had as our guest last week, and... Um, my really good friend Carolyn. Um, so that was that was interesting. It was definitely a step out of my comfort zone, um, and it didn't help that during our act was uh, our act was probably the most stressful for the performers out of all of the acts. So what they usually do is they um, they usually have all the performers send what they're going to do to um, the person who's going to be a DJ. Okay. Um, including links of the music. Ah, but you guys were doing live music. Well, no, it wasn't that. We were playing along with the track, but the thing is, is Tristan was doing a mashup. Oh. And he sent them the he sent them the track for that, but they used a different one that they found on the internet. Uh oh. So we he Tristan goes out um and starts doing his dance and his act um and part of the way he part of the way through he's like wait no 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 this is wrong um and he goes back and we realize that he's that the DJ is using the wrong excuse me the wrong track. Um, and then during the mashup, the DJ also decides, or, well, okay, Tristan walks back to backstage where we are, and the DJ stops it um, then, and he's like, no, no, you got to keep going, you got to keep going. So <laughs> there wow. were technical difficulties everywhere. Um, so you guys hadn't, like, practiced with that DJ before? No. Oh, no. man. We just had the song going, and we're... Um, in the in the band room, and we're just strutting it. Speaking of which, the probably the worst part of the night was, as I was strut. Okay, so I wore briefs, compression shorts, and tights. All right. And the really tight stuff was tight enough that it was actually pulling everything down. So that by the time I got down to the end of the runway, um, and basically by the time I got back to backstage, it it, it had pulled everything down to about halfway down my butt. <laughs> so if I wasn't wearing a dress, I would have been half mooning people. <laughs> oh, that would have been interesting. Yep. Yep. So thank God for dresses. So thank God for dresses. Never thought I'd say that, but thank God for dresses. <laughs> now, my my fingernails were painted a really really bright pink. Actually, give me one second, because I never actually took the stuff off my toenails, so I can show you the exact hue. Oh, nice. Um, <laughs> give me a couple seconds. I got to take my uh, boot and my sock off. It's not like sparkly, is it? Uh, not too too sparkly. More shiny than sparkly. 
and oh my gosh, it is a pretty hot pink. So oh. it's it's glossy, not matte. Yes. Oh boy. Nice. <laughs> this reminds me of the time when uh, my dad came back from you know one of the the youth group mission trips, and th- this was like when I was a kid, and you know they had the girls had painted off <laughs> all of the guys' uh, fingernails and toenails and given them facials and stuff on the car ride. Sort of a tradition. Um, well, I think this was when like the tradition started because I remember the first time, and we were all like, like me and my brothers were just shocked. <laughs> I mean, it's definitely different. It's not something that you do every day. And as I said, it was definitely a step out of my comfort zone. But mm-hmm. I did it, and I did it for a friend, so I do not regret doing it in the least bit. It sounds like a blast. It was interesting, to say the least. So last Thursday, I had my birthday. And uh, I got lucky enough on my birthday to have all of my classes canceled. All, all <laughs> one of my classes canceled. Which meant that I got to spend all day studying, flipping between studying for the uh, midterm that I had yesterday and playing Ingress with Katie, who I recently um, recruited to playing Ingress. And I know that you haven't played Ingress uh, a whole lot, Ian, probably at all. Okay, yeah. (laughs) Even though I've sent you an invite and you can totally install it on your smartphone that you can't use uh, away from Wi-Fi yet. But, so we went... I got a memory card for it first. Oh, yeah, I keep forgetting about that. Um, So... We went all around Morris, and here is the map of uh, of Morris currently. Now, before we... Uh, can you see my cursor? Yes. Okay, so before we went out and did stuff, in Morris there was this tiny triangle right here off in town, and then there was kind of this slightly larger area on campus that were, you know, claimed by our team, the Enlightened. Now we have all of this stuff. <laughs> And pretty soon we're going to go out and uh, connect some more stuff over here to claim this area and claim this area down here and probably here as well. But, like, this was all in one day. Uh, on my birthday, we just kind of went out and went to town, literally. And uh, she got a whole bunch of experience and is now a level 3, and she's a, a higher level than I am, and I'm so jealous. <laughs> <laughs> but it was a lot of fun. Good. You should have and fun course, on your birthday. That's kind of important, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and of course, uh, I got a few things for my birthday, like uh, I've got a happy birthday banner up there that's Star Wars for my dad, I've got a bunch of um, a bunch of dinosaur balloons that are kind of floating around my room now, <laughs> and uh, oh yeah, and Kaylin got me that poster that has a, uh, what is that, an ATAT and an ATST, and the ATAT is saying, I am your father, <laughs> and then, oh yeah, so, <laughs> this I is got the best. you something too. Yes, you did. Yes, you also got me uh, the Wolf Among Us, which is, of course, Telltale's uh, most recent game, and uh, I played through the first episode of it, and I'll be reviewing that later this episode. But I'll buy a root beer next time you come. Because <laughs> I'm 21 now, and I can drink. You can drink root beer now. <laughs> Not real beer yet, but root beer for sure. That reminds me, I need to go and renew my license. Um, but yeah. so my dad's best friend. He uh, he, he no, starts Skyping me. Yeah, so dude starts Skyping me on my birthday, and he's like, what's what's your uh, street address? Like, not your P.O. box, but, like, your physical location. I'm like, why on earth do you need to know that? Like, what's going on? But, I, I you know, I told him I'm in the apartments and, you know, everything, and, and he's like, oh, okay, well, I guess I'll... I guess I'll have to use your P.O. box and hope that, hope that this works. I'm like, what are you doing? What are you, like, 
are you, why are you sending things to my physical location? He's like, oh, I've got a bunch of babes on the way. I hope that you have enough condoms. And then I was like, what? What am I supposed to do? Like, <laughs> and I had, I had no idea what he was sending because I like, I figured that it had to be like, like a person coming to deliver something to me, you know, because, or, or something, because, I mean, why else would he need my physical location? Um, and it turned out that when it got to the Morris uh, mailbox, they, they called me, and they were like, you have, a, you have a perishable item here. You should probably come pick it up. And my friend was like, what, did they send you, like, a dead body or something? Because they had heard, like, the rest of the story. <laughs> but no, it was just cookies and stuff in a, in a, from, from, like, a, um, a flower place here in town. But yeah, he, he was leading me on with uh, this whole babes thing. Well, maybe he was expecting it to be delivered by the people from the flower shop, which would have been babes being sent your way. I suppose, yeah. <laughs> Didn't work out quite as well, though. Oh, well. I don't know, the perishable um, voicemail was kind of hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> so Bugs get, Buck gets all the babes for his birthday. Oh, yeah. Bugs' birthday, babe. Oh. <laughs> so, um, this week was a, a little slow on... Uh, on video game news, but we make up for it by having like a ton of reviews. Two from you and one from no three from you. Oh, three God. from me, yeah. Well, one of them is a demo. Yeah, well, which you told me to go and play, but I never actually got around to it. Well, I'll tell you more about why you should go play it in a bit. Okay. But first, headlines. Yes. So we all kind of knew that Grand Theft Auto V was, uh, you know, a big game. But just how big was it? Well, as it turns out, it broke seven world records not least of which was the fastest entertainment property to gross a billion dollars. That's insane. How? Uh, so I think it has to do with a combination of the fact that video games actually somehow cost less to produce than films, and mm. uh, they sell for $60 a pop. So uh, Right from the get-go, I suppose. And, and like... Because tons and tons of people went out and got GTA V anyway, even though, you know, it's $60. Boom. There they go. They make tons of money. <laughs> That's true. And, I mean, there was quite a bit of hype around it. Well-deserved, because they said it was the, the game with the biggest production mm -hmm. costs. I think that may be one of the se the seven world records that are on this list. Well, here, let's see what they are. We'll, we'll read them off. Um uh, so we got best-selling action-adventure video game in 24 hours, best-selling video game period in 24 hours. Um, as I said before, fastest entertainment property to gross a billion, uh, fastest video game to gross a billion, highest-grossing video game in 24 hours. See, the, a lot of these are kind of almost repeats. Once you you know get the big one, you get all of the ones that are below it. <laughs> yeah. Um, Highest revenue uh, generated by an entertainment product in 24 hours, and most viewed trailer for an action adventure video game. Mm. It's insane. Yeah. Wow, um, actually, we'll be, we'll be talking about it a little bit more later on the show. So that's it's been great. out for like three weeks already. Yep. Actually, it's kind of funny. I mentioned it to someone um, earlier today, and they're like, "What's that? Ha! You've got to be kidding." Like, they had never heard of the, the Grand Theft Auto games well, at all? I, I, I said, or I asked him if he would, had been busy playing GTA V. He was like, what's that? Nope. <laughs> oh, man. I'm I mean, he is a physics major, so he is usually stuck doing lots of work anyway. I suppose. So, both physics majors. Um, 
But yeah, we'll be talking about the game a bit later, so stick around. <laughs> My chest is pokey. Um, so, you know all those games where the Russians were the bad guys? Well, the guys across the sea have had enough of their beloved country being slandered, and so they are now working on policy for what kinds of video games can be played and are possibly considering removing all foreign games. As oh, a no. A video game has to not have only an entertainment value, but it also has to teach and be conducive to patriotic education, said Arseny Muronov, um, an aide to the Russian culture minister, um, to one Russian newspaper. So, <sighs> Russians, they're going to... Um, Oh shoot! What's the word? They're they're gonna go like Pakistan on us here. Yep. <laughs> That's not what I was thinking of, but you know, this is kind of funny, being that China recently, you know, got rid of their uh, no video game consoles at all ban. Oh, China. Oh well. All right. Let's see. Wait a minute. Oh, hey, look! This is me. Oh. Oops. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> Alright, so, um, as I said, we were going to talk about GTA V later. Wow, this is a really long later. Um, so just a few days ago, the information that GTA V would be released for PC in the first quarter of 2014 was leaked to Eurogamer. Although there has been no official wow. announcement from Rockstar, many big-time hardware companies are anticipating it coming soon. Um, and it had said, like, uh, on the article, it said, like, Intel and NVIDIA. You know, We're already prepping for it. If it comes out first quarter 2014, that's going to be one of the <laughs> shortest waits for a GTA game uh, on PC, I think. I haven't played any of them before, but this one, because of all the hype it's getting, might actually be worth playing. So Yeah. We'll see. And I mean, there, I know that there is uh, the GTA Online that will probably actually work on the PC right away because they will have worked out all of the kinks yeah. that they had at launch. You know. So what's the what's the biggest event of this weekend? Probably New York Comic Con, wouldn't you say? Family, no, fa- family weekend here at Gustavus. Ah, uh, yes. Okay. Including family weekend with starting it off with the drag show coming out week. But do you guys have exclusive uh, Bravest Warriors merchandise for sale? Because I think that the oh, New York Comic Con has that. No. <laughs> But some attendees of the New York Comic Con who uh, connected their Twitter accounts while signing up for the event online found that the convention was tweeting positive things about the convention for them without their permission. Well, I guess technically they they had their permission, but, uh, you know, they didn't really ask. So they actually are legally allowed to do that, but it's really a gray area. And uh, there's also kind of another related problem to this. When you give access to your accounts this way, uh, you know, that permission kind of stays there indefinitely. So the question that you should be asking yourself is who will have access to that permission in the future, like after the event is over, after them tweeting stuff on your behalf doesn't even make sense anymore? That is a good question. That's one of the reasons why I hate giving anything permission to tweet or Facebook post or whatever for me. Yeah. That's why I don't do any of those things. On Facebook or Twitter. Which you actually have now. Which I actually have now, yes. Don't remind me. No. <laughs> yeah, oh well. Um, so, you guys remember how last week we were talking about Dark Horse, um, talking with uh, the guys who do the Witcher series about possibly having some secret project. <laughs> what well, could it be? Huh? Well, it turns out we were actually right. 
Um, go figure. Uh, Dark Horse has announced that there will be a graphic novel for The Witcher, and it will feature a brand new story revolving around the game series' main character, Geralt of Rivia. Um, so that means I really do need to finish those games coming up soon here so that I can read this and actually have it make sense. And I, I do believe that I read a, a related article about Dark Horse kind of going, hey, hey, CD Projekt Red, we should do like a, a Cyberpunk 2077 thing because oh. like that's an upcoming game of yours. We should do a comic book thing. <coughs> well, but I haven't heard anything you know, from CD Projekt Red about it. If there's anyone to pair with, it's... It's Dark Horse. They, they've got many, 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 many good uh, graphic novel titles under there. Oh, uh, yeah. So, Dark Horse, Dark Horse, Dark Horse, he's dark. <sighs> Wait, anyway, um, I think I made that joke last week, too. God dang it. I don't remember. You know, they all just kind of blur together after a while. So, a couple of weeks ago... We found out that uh, Frictional, who are the makers of Amnesia, are working on a new game called Soma. And, uh, well, they just released their first gameplay trailer, and holy crap, does it look scary. The gameplay has a lot of similarities to Amnesia. For example, it's first person, and, you know, you have to use the mouse to manipulate objects in the world. Um, And it is definitely going to mess with our heads. In this case, it's kind of more literal because there appear to be robots that interface with people's brains, and uh, so you you know you can't be sure if your brain has been messed with, and you know if what you're seeing is being controlled by them, or you know actually what you're seeing. Like, who knows? And uh, we also know that it's coming to PC and PS4, but it won't be coming until 2015. <laughs> I can't wait. Oh, God. I'm not usually one who plays much of scary games, but oh, God. This one sounds like it's going to be a doozy. I don't know if I want it or if I don't, because it looks like I'd have to go and make sure that I pee before I sit down (laughs) um, to play it. But at the same time, the story sounds really intriguing, and I really, really, really like good sci-fi stories, and this sounds like a really good sci-fi story, so I don't know. (sighs) Oh, well. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll have to contemplate buying it while I'm sitting on the crapper reading this next thing that I have to talk about. Um, so the game that has re- the reputation for being one of the most difficult games of our time. Battletoads. No! <laughs> I believe GameStop actually now has legal permission um, and has given permission to their employees to shout out <laughs> to anyone who goes up and asks them about Battletoads. <laughs> you, so, you know what? It's, uh, you know a little five-year-old kid? Well, I'd hope they wouldn't. I want Battletoads! It's not like the kid's going to know any better. You know what, kid? Fuck you. (laughs) (coughs) I hope you marked that right. All right, so, um, Dark Souls, as I was saying, um, just like uh, the Witcher series, is going to be getting its own graphic novel. Um, However, unlike the Witcher series, it's not going to necessarily be an original story. It's going to be a telling of the upcoming Dark Souls 2 game, Dark Souls 2 Into the Light. Um, and actually, I'm kind of I'm really excited for the lineup of people who they have working on it. Um, so they have Rob Williams, who's written for everything from Marvel to Star Wars. Andy Ewington, um, who wrote 45. Uh, they came out a few years ago, but it's it's gaining a lot a lot of popularity. So that that'll be cool. And Simon Colby, who's done artwork for both Marvel and 2000 AD. It's gonna be good. So basically, I don't need to play the game anymore. I can just read that. Oh, cool. And you won't get as frustrated, but you'll still get all the <laughs> nope moments. Does it require a quick time event to flip the page? Oh, God. 
<laughs> I pray not. That would that would actually be a, a hilarious a hilarious well, callback. It's a good thing you'd be sitting on the crapper already. Actually, it would be a good thing if I had a Steam controller to do it with. Boom. Ooh. So Valve has actually released a video Segway. showing off the what? Segway. <laughs> so Valve's released <coughs> a video showing off the Steam controller in action uh, for four different games. They showed Portal 2, Civilization 5, Counter-Strike Global Offensive, and Papers, Please. All of them used uh, the controller to emulate keyboard and mouse controls, but I'm really hoping that in a future video that they will show off, you know, how it works with a game that actually has, you know, Steam controller-enabled features, so we can see how those work. Uh, I, I, I still need to find a place or some controller to get so that I can get into the drawing for... Yeah, time's ticking away, you know. October know. 25th is coming up. Yep. Actually, speaking of time, um, you and I should play Borderlands. In a bit. After this. Yeah. Because, um, I believe it was yesterday, actually, that the achievements started being released for that big giveaway thing. I was wondering, because I, I figured that there was going to be an article about that starting on, you know, somewhere that I read, but I guess not. Huh. Well, I'll go back and double check it really quick um, after I read this next bit, but yeah, we should get on that if, if it has. So, um... Borderlands is one of our favorite things, and one of our other favorite things, uh, the Humble Bundle. Um, this week, its weekly um, sale seems to be focused on Focus Home Interactive. Ha ha ha, pun, pun, pun. Um, the lineup for this week includes Divinity 2, The Game of Thrones RPG, and The Testament of Sherlock Holmes. Um, and that's that's not even half the games that they're, that they're offering up for a grand total of um, six bucks. So, go buy it. Do it. You have to do it, Giovanto. So Star Citizen is one of the games that I'm looking forward to the most, and uh, it's shaping up to be a really, really great space simulator. And the community has already, you know, gone crazy with their creative juices making up stuff related to the game. You can just watch any episode of Wingman's Hangar if you don't believe me. Anyway, the developers want to put the community's enthusiasm to good use by having a modding contest to see who can design the best spaceship. The big prize is $30,000, and the spacecraft that you create will make it into the final game. Ooh. I really, really, really like companies that get um, consumer involvement in here like this. That's, that's always really cool. Mm-hmm. <coughs> Ooh, wow, that was a good one. Ow. In case you can't tell, listeners, I'm kind of sick this week. It sucks. Oh, but also I was right. It did start yesterday, so we need to go and play Borderlands after we're done with this. Do we do we know what the thing is that we have to kill this week is? Um, because it's on like a weekly basis, right? Um, I believe so. I know it's on a daily basis. Oh wow! Yeah. So oh shoot, that's right. We also have to register for it. <laughs> really? Oh. Yeah. Oh okay. Well, we'll do so, that afterwards. Yeah. yeah. We'll we'll. Wait, did you Most did you talk about the Shadow Warrior, or am I going crazy? No, okay. not yet. Not yet. You're just going crazy, but we've known that for a while. <laughs> um, so I can't go where I already am. <laughs> uh, don't forget to put stuff up in the sh- show titles, by the way. <laughs> Seeing as our ghost is no longer doing that for us. <sighs> I don't remember what I said anymore. No. Oh, well. Remember later. Um, so... As you had said, I was going to be talking about Shadow Warrior. Shadow Warrior already has a free DLC that's been announced for it that looks 
just as the game does, extraordinarily silly. So Shadow Warrior looks to be following in line with Duke Nukem, an extraordinarily gory game. So that means you're going to have blood spatters everywhere, body chunks here, there, and everywhere, and I do mean chunks. It's, everything's from arms and torsos and heads cut in half to, well, the explodey bits. Um, Wait, I don't have any explodey bits. Not yet. Not, not yet, anyway. Yeah. yeah. I'll have to shove, shove a grenade down your throat first. Um, but they're coming out with a DLC called Viscera Cleanup Detail, Shadow Warrior. Um, that allows you to go and actually clean up your own mess. So after a gory fight, you can pick up the body chunks and incinerate them, mop up the blood, and leave the place as thick and span, minus a few baddies, as when you found it. <laughs> oh, man. And this is a free DLC, yep. right? Oh, good. <laughs> maybe I will have to go get this game. <laughs> I'd pay maybe five bucks for this DLC, but at the same time, I don't know. It, it, the game looks so ridiculously silly that I, I might have to get it just for the novel. There you go. Laughing my ass off whenever I play. So, have you ever wondered what computer hacking was like back in the 20th century? Because um, I haven't. Uh, I believe you, you, you took out the paper slip and you inserted a different paper slip. <laughs> this depends on which part of the 20th century we're talking about, I suppose. But uh, you'll soon be able to find out exactly how uh, 20th century hacking went in the game Quadrilateral Cowboy, an adorable little indie game that's uh, supposed to come out later this year. And they, they released a little uh, um, trailer showing, showing some... Uh, it's very, very basic graphics, but it looks like it's going to be a fun game. That's not one of the ones that came out for the Oculus Rift, did it? Because that, nope. sound, that sounds familiar. Kind of. um, I hadn't heard of Quad, or Quadrilateral Cowboy until it got some awards at the, was it IndieCade? Uh, whichever recent event happened in the indie scene. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, so, Thidman, I know you like Star Citizen, and a lot of those are like space exploration type things, yes? Yeah. Um, so a brand new first-person space exploration game called Rodina is coming out soon. It's being designed by Elliptic Games um, and almost single-handedly by a guy named Brandon Anthony, who was a former programmer at Bethesda. Um, so it, uh, it, I have a link to this in the show notes. The guys over at PC Game are actually able to interview him, um, and one of the, some of the biggest things that they were really, really, really impressed with um, were some of the physics in the game, primarily at how... Um, it was easy to fly from space to orbit to ground and back and around, and um, even when you were fighting enemies or being chased by enemies, you could go here, there, and everywhere. Um, and the game currently is absolutely seamless. There's no loading screens anywhere, so he's doing That's a good job. That's what we like to hear. He's doing a good job. I mean, it's kind of hard to expect anything else from an ex-Bethesda guy at this point. Mm -hmm. So, have you ever heard of quantum computing? No. <laughs> well... I mean, hearing about quantum computing and understanding what it is are completely different things, uh, because it, it really sounds like something out of science fiction, and it is still in its very early stages. But uh, with Google and NASA collaborating on a quantum artificial intelligence lab, you know that Gladys isn't very far away. Yeah, no, seriously, go check this video out. Um, so I watched this, and at first, I mean, it's 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 cool by itself, but then I got to thinking like. Can you imagine what the gaming possibilities would be with this kind of technology? Because, I mean, I literally have no idea where this could lead us. 
And of course, one of the one of the top comments on that YouTube video is, uh, "Can it run Crisis?" <laughs> Not anymore. Now it's this video is two five minutes long, and the other one is now I want a pizza bagel. Well, one of the so I don't remember one one of the top comments was like an answer to the Crisis question, and I think, uh, yeah, I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> actually, I, I see that now. It still has more upvotes than the top comments. It's just, it's just been shown as spam, flagged as spam enough that it's been in. <laughs> Hilarious. Oh, crisis. But I'm definitely going to have to look at that later. Um, how? Uh, oh, so it's been a while since we last talked about uh, a Kickstarter project, but I found a pretty cool one this uh, this week that is actually almost done. It's got about three days left as of uh, recording time. So it's called The Long Dark, and it is a post-disaster survival simulator with a ton of talent behind it. So we've got developers from Relic, Bioware, and Volition, and uh, some voice act- the, the voice actors who did both of, the, uh, both of the Shepherds from Mass Effect, both male and female, and the guy who voiced uh, Adam Jensen in Deus Ex. And the soundtrack is being composed by a couple of the composers from Mass Effect 3. Um. Yeah. I mean, how could um, this go wrong? Um, I'm going to regret asking that later, aren't I? I'm, yeah, I'm looking at some of the art projects for, or some of the art for right now, and it looks like a giant graphic novel. And oh god, is it beautiful! And they're only asking for uh, twenty dollars for the game, thirty dollars for the game plus soundtrack, which is the one that I went for. Twenty dollars is game plus soundtrack? Or... No, twenty dollars is game, thirty dollars is game plus soundtrack. I might be able to do 20 bucks. I can't do the full 30 right mm-hmm. now just because, hey, I have this whole thing of, you know, um, this big international trip coming up in January and college oh, yeah. is expensive. Actually, gold, no. gold dang it, my, the, the trip this January is going to cost like 5.3 grand. So, ouch, my wallet. Which is, I mean, a fraction of what you're paying for for college, right? Yeah, yeah. And it's that that price is still not the full price of how much it costs to do this. It's, it's been decreased by um, endowments from Friends of Music and whatnot. So. Oh, good, good. It's nice that people like you. Yeah, well, at least like the department. Not necessarily me. In fact, if they met me... <sighs> Don't sell yourself too short. Yeah. Wow, so that was, uh, so that was the headlines. Moving on to reviews. Um, here, I'll I'll do the two um, that are not technically reviews, and then you can do your your review, and then I'll do my real review. Okay. Cool. So uh, this week I played some Audio Surf Two, uh, which is in early access right now on Steam, and uh, I've got to say, coming off of Audio Surf One right now, there's definitely no reason for anybody to jump into Audio Surf Two, um, and there, so my reasoning for that is a they they focus really really heavily on their new wakeboarding mode um, and I don't really like the wakeboarding <laughs> mode because it, <laughs> the, the 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 main way to get points in wakeboarding is like right before uh, you know the song like speeds up and gets to a fast part you go into the go to the side and crouch down and then you jump. And you just get lots of air and do some, you know, bogus tricks. Like you, are, you literally click, you know, one button or another button to to choose which trick you want to do. And each trick, I think, gives you like the same amount of points, so it doesn't even matter. Oh. And when you're up in the air, like 
the music is still happening, but like your character, it doesn't even matter anymore because your character is above the the track that you're playing. So you're not even like it doesn't take any skill anymore. You're completely disconnected from the song. And uh, yeah, I, I, do, I don't really like wakeboarding. And most of the <laughs> most of the affo- official like uh, modes focus on wakeboarding. Now the main point uh, of Audio Surf 2 was they made it moddable. <laughs> So people in the community can go and make whatever modes or skins that they want to for the game and then, you know, put those in the workshop. And I've tried out a few of those. And uh, we've got some... There's some interesting ones. Like, um, we, so, so you know how in the original game there was a, a mode called Double Vision where you had, you had two ships and the idea was you would play co-op with somebody else, you know, each of you controlling one of the ships and you would work together to, you know, collect as many points as you could. Well, somebody went in and they made a triple vision. So now there are three ships in that mode. Yeah. I Declan, can't even handle this. <laughs> Declan and I uh, played some of that, and uh, so I was I was controlling the middle ship, and uh, and I was also taking screenshots, and then he was controlling the two outside ships, and that was that was pretty fun. But I think we didn't uh, we didn't like communicate very well on which colors we should go for because we uh, we we filled up the board a lot and. Uh, Lost some points that way. Um, you and I should play. We, you and I coordinate without even thinking about it. Yeah. Well, of course, like we have to be on the same computer in order for oh, you know yeah. to play together. Um, oh, just come on down. I, you can have my bed. I sleep on the couch anyway. All right. <laughs> um, oh, there, there was this one other hu- hilarious uh, mode called Audio Sprint, where um, it's it's designed for to be like a party game, where you've got just this this person who's running along. And, uh, you know, at certain points in the song, there will be obstacles, you know, where you either have to jump over the obstacle or, like, slide under the obstacle in order to, uh, to avoid it. And it sounds pretty simple, but it's actually pretty challenging. And <laughs> the, the running person, like, yells out this, this terrible, terrible scream every time that she hits something. And it's, like, in the middle of the song. And so you'll, like, hear this, she's like, ah, 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 ah. <laughs> and it's really annoying if you're playing it by yourself, but I can imagine in a group setting that it would just be hilarious. Um, we will so, play this every time you hit here. Ah! I will. I will take a drink. And <laughs> oh, I will that's, get a, drunk. that's a really, really bad idea. I'm really bad at uh, that mode. Well, then get uh, better so you don't kill me. <laughs> I I cannot be held responsible for your well-being. <sighs> so I do like the fact that they've got you know these these user-created modes and everything, but the points that you get in that user-created mode can only be compared to other people's points in that mode. So what if I find, like, you know, a custom mode that I really like to play, but none of my friends play that mode? I will, like, I'll never get to compare my scores to anybody's scores but my own. Um, in the okay, original... You your friends. Well, I'd rather not. You know, I harass people enough about, you know, watching Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. or whatever, you know, is on my mind at that time. <laughs> Well, you, you convinced me with the the one thing that's made by the same guys who do Adventure Time. Yes, but everybody should go watch Bravest Warriors. Seriously. When does that come out? When does season two come out again? Season two comes out on the seventeenth. Okay. So soon, very soon. Wait, no, I'm gonna be up in the cities that that day. Uh, it's on YouTube, so you can watch it in the cities. But I'm gonna be in the cities watching Wicked with my family that day. What? And you can't take like ten minutes out of your time. We'll see. We'll see. Um, but so, so, like, in in Audio Surf 1, 
you know, which, whatever, like, character you chose, whatever mode you chose, there were always, like, at least two or three other modes that were in that same category, you know, either casual or pro or elite that you were being compared to. So, I mean, th there was, like, always people to compare my scores to in that game. And, um... Honestly, you know, the community is still playing Audio Surf 1. So if you want to go and play a game where you can, uh, you know, have fun writing your music and, uh, you know, compare yourself to other people, I would definitely suggest Audio Surf 1. And mm -hmm. we'll, we'll have to see what changes they make to Audio Surf 2 by, you know, launch. Um, and I'll do a proper review once it actually comes out. Okay. Now, the other game that I played this week that hasn't actually come out yet was I played the demo of the Stanley Parable. And uh, so the Stanley Parable is going to be a game um, where you're playing as this guy Stanley, and uh, I think you start out in this office building where he works, and uh, and then there's this narrator who is narrating Stanley's life, and you can you can choose to you know do what the narrator says Stanley did, or you can choose to do something completely different, and you know the 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 story will kind of adapt whichever way you you choose to go, and. Oh. Um, so the demo was hilarious because the demo was uh, a demo about playing a demo, and <laughs> and then the when the demo goes horribly wrong, you know the narrator starts uh, apologizing profusely for you know everything going wrong, and there was just oh, there's so much meta humor in the the Stanley Parable demo that I I mean I wish I could go and pay them a few dollars for playing the demo because it was so hilarious. <laughs> ah. I want to. I, I think I might have to do this once I'm. Once and it's, I'm done. A, it's a really quick demo. It's like half an hour long, so. Yeah. So I'll definitely have to go and take a look at it. Alright, um. So this past week, and I will say that I have been playing. It says my, my library says I have been playing 11 hours of it, uh, Far Cry 3. Really closer to about ten or so because I had the computer on and I went away for for a little while. A couple times. And, and of but course, Far Cry Three totally came out this week, right? Totally, totally, yeah. totally. Not not last you know holiday season. No, no, no. <laughs> well, actually, it did, but it's still an absolutely gorgeous game. The art style, just like before, is gorgeous. Um, I wish I had a graphics card that could fully run it at its top mm -hmm. thing, just so that I could see the game in its full beauty. Speaking uh, of speaking of um, uh, graphics requirements, I just saw this week the the recommended settings and everything for Watch Dogs, and I'm kind of scared because they want you to have six gigs of RAM, <laughs> which is kind of then? unheard of. Well, no, I I'm good. I mean, I have 16 gigs of RAM. I'm fine. But okay. like, but it was like, what kind of world do we live in now, where suddenly a game requires six six gigs of RAM? It's incredible. And I'm not sure if your graphics card will be able to handle Watch Dogs, actually. I, I couldn't remember what which one you had, but... Uh... The 6770. Okay. Anyway, continue with Far Cry 3. Um, so, let's see. Uh, the thing that I have to compare it against is Far Cry 3 Blood Dragon. Um, so, I mean, obviously, game style is very similar, where uh, there's a bunch of different factions that you have to go and liberate, um, and you have to play through the story on top of this and do a whole bunch of different missions. Um, Far Cry 3 is much more oriented towards if you want to actually do well, uh, you're going to really, really, really have to do shoot for that 100% completion as best you can, which sounds kind of silly, but um, so 
in Far Cry 3, as opposed to Far Cry 3 Blood Dragon, you have sections of the map that you can't quite see it that you have to go and unlock via radio towers. And also with these radio towers, they unlock different weapons that you can use, whereas in Blood Dragon, it was the four that you got, plus the bow and a couple of other silly ones that you got eventually along the way, whereas this one has a whole bunch of different weapons for each different tier of weapon, um, as well as different add-ons that you can attach that make it, oh, stealth, like I have a sniper rifle that's um, got a silencer on it. So I can find a good high spot and then pick off all the enemies that are in a... Um, uh, uh, that are in an enemy base. Uh, whereas I don't think I'd necessarily be able to do the attachments in Blood Dragon. I don't remember that being a thing. So um, you said that some of the the map areas are not available until you've completed these uh, radio tower things. Are there ever any that are unavailable because of, like, you know, story requirements? Um, maybe. I know I remember reading some of them. There's actually a second island. Oh. And there's, uh, on Uplay, um, there's a there's an achievement about, I believe, reaching the second island using the wingsuit, <laughs> um, which unlocks you more U points, which lets you buy more things for the game through their in, in-game store. Yep. Um, but Ubisoft <laughs> loves their Uplay. I actually really like it, too, because it, it doesn't jack you off and... Actually, that sounds really bad. Um, it doesn't rip you <laughs> off. I um, wouldn't mind. Uh, <laughs> yeah, okay, it doesn't rip you off. The only way that actually can jack you off because you get free stuff for the game um, <laughs> that you wouldn't necessarily be able to get. And it gives you the exact number of points so that if you do all the accomplishments that it has for that specific game, you can unlock everything for the game. You don't have to go and okay. buy more points to unlock stuff. So that's a big bonus for Ubisoft. And of course, um, if you know you were playing a game where you didn't want a particular one of their you know in-game unlock things, uh, then you'll have leftover points for the next Ubisoft game that you play. Yep. So it's you play is really nice, but that doesn't really have to do much with the game. Um, the game, one actually one of the biggest things that I um, noticed was Far Cry Three itself is way darker than Blood Dragon. Mm, yeah, I mean, Blood Dragon was definitely meant to be silly and goofy, so I suppose it's not that big of a surprise. But when the game, when you have a game that starts out, and um, this isn't really that much of a spoiler because it happens in the first ten minutes of the game. If you have a game that starts out where you have to watch your character's brother get killed, yeah, and where it's you, you have, and he's literally dying in your arms. It has a quick time event where you're taking your hand and holding it up against his neck where he was shot. <laughs> The game is a lot darker. Um, the Walking Dead flashbacks. No. I still need to play the, that one, too. Oh, you haven't played it yet? No. Oh, man. Working on it. All right. It's going to happen. Patience, young Padawan. I say as I play with my pretty toenails. Um, Your pretty, pretty toenails. Pretty, pretty. Um, if that doesn't get me, boys, I don't know what will. Um, <coughs> Your milkshakes. My... Hell, I didn't even have to wear a bra. <laughs> oh, man. I didn't have to stuff anything. Um, but the game, another thing that's really different, um, or a couple other things that are really different from Far Cry 3 to Blood Dragon that I actually really liked is um, when you level up, you get a skill point instead of it automatically happening for you, like they have in Blood Dragon. Um, oh. In Blood Dragon, whenever you level up, you automatically get this or that or this or that that happens to you. Whereas in Far Cry 3, um, whenever you level up, you have to choose one of three skill trees to spend that point in. 
Um, and that's either the shark, the spider, or the heron, which all different, uh, which all rely on different um, play styles. So like stork is long range takedowns, um, shark is straight up assault, and spider is like sneaky stealth takedowns. This is sounding a lot like uh, the Borderlands skill trees. In a lot of ways, yeah. Um, but the thing is, is you actually get enough skill points to fill all these trees out, whereas in Borderlands, Ooh, good. yeah. Um, and actually, it's kind of funny. In this one, you can get a few extra health bars, but nowhere near as many as you get in uh, Blood Dragon. So you're meant to just go nuts in Blood Dragon and have fun <laughs> with it. Um, whereas in this one, you actually have to be a lot more careful and a lot more stealthy. Um, let's see. Oh, another thing is in this game... Okay, so in Blood Dragon, you play Blood Dragon, yes? I tried, and uh, it kept crashing on me. Oh. So I moved on to other things, and... Um... I mean, if it keeps crashing on me, then I'll just wait until I, like, you know, I'm on my next computer and see if it works on the next computer. Or you can play it when you come over here. That's true. Um, but so they have a bunch of animals that you can hunt, and the only thing that they're really good for when you're going and hunting them in Blood Dragon is uh, to say, hey, I was able to hunt this thing and kill it. Whereas in Far Cry 3, you actually have a purpose for that. Um, in Far Cry 3, you do a lot of crafting. Um in order to make sure that you can survive the island and get different equipment upgrades, so like packs so that you store more more ammo, um, carry more weapons with you, carry more syringes with you, um, and all that good stuff. Whereas in Blood Dragon, it's just it's, it's kind of good this year. Um, so actually, it's a very different looting system in, um, in Far Cry 3 as well, because you have a wallet cap um, that you can increase by crafting bigger and better wallets, but until you get that, you have some points where it's like, I have too much money, what to? Because um, you don't, another thing is you don't actually necessarily have to buy all the weapons that you use. You have to buy all the attachments to the weapons that you use, but you don't have to necessarily buy all the weapons that you use because whenever you unlock a radio tower, you unlock a whole bunch of new weapons for you to use. Um, uh, but so I don't know. I, I just really like the, the all-inclusive giving purpose to every single thing that you do. Every single action that you do usually has some purpose. Um, oh, sorry, something I forgot to mention. Uh, that skill tree, something that also is really different between it and Blood Dragon is there's only certain ones that are available to you after you've done a certain amount of missions. Otherwise, you're only left with a few. Um, so, like, I've gotten one extra health bar, but I haven't been able to get any more yet because I haven't quite done enough missions for those ones yet. Um, and you unlock missions by unlocking, by, or sorry, by not unlocking, um, by freeing different garrisons, which is where all the enemies are held up. Um, you can use to quick travel all across the map and whatnot. So, so how have you been, you've, you talked about sniping. Have you just been mostly doing stork, or have you been sneaky sneaking as well? I like both. Um, so you're zero. Yes. Okay. I'm, well, I'm kind of everything. I do all three of them. Because um, I will snipe from a distance when I can. If they Or if I need to get up close, I will do so, and I will use my, my knife and my bow. Primarily my bow. So I guess more stork and shark than anything. Because mm -hmm. when everything kind of just goes to hell... Um, you definitely when, need to be able to kill everybody. That's when I pull out my assault rifle and <laughs> shotgun. Um, which, mind you, my assault rifle also has a silencer on it. <laughs> <laughs> and my shotgun has a well actually my shotgun has a reflex sight not a red dot sight but it's like this increases accuracy I didn't think you could actually do that with a shotgun <laughs> um, <laughs> video game logic video game logic 
I mean, you can put on different chokes onto a shotgun, which decreases the spread of the bullets by a fair amount. Mm. Um, but that's really about it. Uh, but that being said, um, oh, right, work. Um, all in all, so far, the game is really good storyline, really kind of captivating, encapsulating. Um, I have some predictions as to where the story is going to go, but I honestly have no idea if that's going to turn out one way or the other. I've um, definitely heard things about the story. Well, don't tell me. That I'm not. Yeah, I'm not going to tell you. Um, but yeah. I mean, so, I, like, I know that, like, the overall story is kind of you going from being this this helpless, uh, you know, uh, white kid on this island to uh, it just going to town on everybody. <coughs> yep. <coughs> Excuse me. Because when you level up, as I said, you get the different skill points and whatnot. Um, and actually, something that's really cool <coughs> that you get to use to... Um, track your progress as you level up and everything like that, um, is on your arm you get a tattoo, which they call it tattoo in the game. Mm. Um, <clears throat> and each time you level up, and whenever you get, or sorry, it's not when you really level up, whenever you spend a skill point in a specific tree, the tattoo grows depending on how you spent that skill point. Nice. That's actually a really interesting way of giving feedback <laughs> on, on, you know, how far you've progressed. Yeah. So, as I said, a lot of a lot of novel things, lots of differences between this and Blood Dragon, but I'm really liking this game so far. <clears throat> I will definitely have to get around to that game eventually. Yep, Just like you'll have to get around to uh, The Walking Dead. Yep. So let's see. You usually ask how much would I pay for this game? Yes. Um, how much did I buy it for? I think it was like thirty or forty bucks. I mean, I'm cheap. Yeah. So I'd say forty bucks. But. That's and I mean that, that game's been out for a year, so I bet it's down to at least forty. I mean at Let's most see. forty. Um, store page, store page. Far Cry Three is currently deluxe edition is fifty. Ah, okay. The regular one is thirty. Nice. You get it, you can get it now. <laughs> so, uh, one one of the wonderful birthday gifts that I got uh, this year was The Wolf Among Us, the latest Telltale game. Thank you very much, Ian, for that. <laughs> Um, so, Telltale, of course, are the makers of the critically acclaimed uh, The Walking Dead episodic uh, game that came out last year, and it was honestly one of my favorite games of last year, probably rivaled by Dishonored and, what, did Mass Effect 3 come out last year? Two years ago, freshman year. Really, um, was it? Yeah. No, yeah, it oh, was no, actually... no, it was March of freshman year. So yeah, so it was last year, oh my gosh. So, yeah. Um, anyway, The Walking Dead, one of my favorite games of the year, um, very, very emotional, um, and The Wolf Among Us is kind of, it it continues with a lot of the same, um, gameplay styles, visual styles, and, um, I mean, so the, the writing is, is slightly different because it's, it's a different, uh, comic series, but it's still based on a comic series, so this one is based on the fables, uh, comics from uh, DC, um, in which there are a bunch of uh, you know fairy tale characters who have uh, you know kind of moved from their what they what they refer to as the homeland to uh, you know the the modern world, and uh, so they're all living in this neighborhood in uh, New York, which they call Fable Town, and they have to use these spells called glamours to uh, blend in and look human. <laughs> 
at least the ones that don't look human have to use those. Um, and so that that sounds very similar to Armist Fowl for some reason. Uh, in a way, kind of. Except that I mean, like they don't have just like this underground, you know, place that they can just go to. Oh. Um, but yeah, so you're playing as uh, Big B Wolf, who uh, used to be the Big Bad Wolf, in case you hadn't guessed. And uh, he he serves as the sheriff of Fable Town. And uh, well, unfortunately, because of you know his reputation. None of the other fables really uh, trust him at all, and uh, and so I I, I kind of sure of yeah. Well, I I'm not sure. I mean, he he's he is effective at the job because like uh, essentially what what the sheriff of Fable Town has to do is make sure that everybody keeps a low profile. So if somebody's going to go crazy, he needs to be able to uh, you know knock them out and, <laughs> and take them down. Take them down. Yep, and. Uh, so I mean I, I he probably doesn't make any friends doing that either. No. Um but so I kind of took the stance that he you know he would probably want to uh change his image, you know, um and and be a little nicer to people than uh than you know they were probably expecting. So I tried to I tried to you know be courteous and treat people with respect, but if it came down to it uh which it often did, uh you know, <laughs> uh I did, I did have to fight a few people. Um so yeah, it's uh, it the game looks gorgeous. It uh, it's it's set in the '80s, so everything is for some reason all neon. <laughs> I don't know if the '80s actually were like that, but uh, between Far Cry 3 Blood Dragon and uh, you know the Wolf Among Us, I guess it I guess it was all neon. Well, here let's watch some music videos. Let's see, <laughs> '80s music videos. We well, go. but but. Music videos, do those necessarily show what it was actually like walking around the streets of New York? Sure, let's see. Oh, yeah. Number one is the best MTV 80s music on the best MTV 80s music videos page is B-52's Love Shack. Let's see how much neon there is in this. <laughs> all right, so sorry, Ryan, for all the copyright infringement. Oh, but my gosh. Are they going to be going to? I don't know. I don't know if Matt's listening, but go ahead. Oh, well, let's see. Hmm, now this is actually kind of a lush woodsland uh, setting, including that goat's fine, fine ass. Oh, we just need the you know the screaming goats in this video now. I'm not gonna do that voice right now. I'm too sick. <laughs> Me neither. All right, I'm done with this. <laughs> um, but yeah, so for some reason, all of the major events seem to happen at night. Uh, you know, and everything's kind of got this almost purplish hue to it. But uh, but man, like I could literally take the screenshots that I took of this game and put them together into a comic book. I found a purple like, shoe one for you. That's that's how good it is. No, we're, I'm not watching that. No. <laughs> Alright, fine. Um. So. <coughs> So as I said, the uh, the gameplay is pretty darn similar. Um, you know, you just kind of walk around in in certain areas where uh, mostly just like the one room that you're in. Um, there aren't as many puzzles, which is good because uh, the puzzles in The Walking Dead were a little tedious. Um, and actually, investigating crime scenes as as the sheriff is a lot more interesting. Um, the the fights went a lot smoother uh, too because uh, as as before um, they relied mostly on quick time events but they were 
uh, a lot of them were like, you know, press one of the four directions, you know, uh, W, A, S, or D, to dodge something that somebody was throwing at you, uh, and then just, you know, if you if you had the opportunity to hit them, then you had to click on the spot that you want to hit them in, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, so it wasn't it it went a lot smoother than the uh, than the fights in The Walking Dead, although that might have been intentional because Lee probably wasn't as good at fighting as, you know, the big bad wolf is. You'd think. Yeah. Um, The story wasn't as emotionally engaging as uh, The Walking Dead was, but of course this is only the first episode and uh, so, you know, The Walking Dead's first episode I don't think was that traumatizing. You know, it it didn't get that way until the second or third episode. Um, so we'll see how it goes. Um, I'm enjoying it so far. Uh, I wouldn't blame anybody for waiting for a few more episodes to come out to to go and uh, pick it up. Um, but uh, it's it's especially since you know you can't buy it one episode at a time. It's it's you know twenty five dollars for all five episodes, um, which is uh, so far it's a reasonable price. I definitely got my five dollars worth out of the the two hour long uh, episode. Um, and yeah, I'm looking forward to the next one coming out. Sweet. I'll definitely have to go and... I have to wait a whole month, though. <laughs> and uh, it's worth noting that that... Uh, so that The Wolf Among Us just came out yesterday, Friday, and uh, it's on Windows, uh, Xbox 360, and PlayStation 3 right now, and uh, the Mac version will be releasing in the next couple of days. I'm not sure why it didn't come out right away. <laughs> in... In other new releases category, Pokemon X and Y just came out today, um, and Woo! and um, so next week we'll be having a review of Pokemon X and Y from Savannah Haslow and uh, Isaiah Ripley. I'm looking forward to that. Oh yeah. And uh, I'll probably buy the Stanley Parable and play that and uh, review that, and we'll see if I've played enough of uh, Batman Wait, Arkham City. Out? Stanley Parable is coming out on the 17th. 17th or 18th? Oh. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm definitely looking forward to that game coming out, too. So, really, very, very soon. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm I'm excited because we're entering the, uh, you know, the pre-holiday season where a lot of games come out. Yeah. You don't say. (laughs) Just take a look at, you know, the Nexus's calendar. I put a bunch of them up there. Oh, Nexus. Yeah. I love you. Speaking of which, I'm actually excited not for uh, you know a gaming reason this next week, but because uh, we're expecting on Monday for the Nexus 5 to be announced, and I really am probably going to be getting that phone, which is exciting. Yeah. Having a real phone. Haha. <laughs> for real people. Real phone. Who wants those? Well, you did, but uh, carriers. Am I right? Carriers. Oh. Shush. <laughs> I mean, I was just looking a- a- around, looking at prices from the different major carriers, and holy cow, they are pretty ridiculous. The only one that even comes close to being reasonable is T-Mobile. Not that I'm, you know, plugging T-Mobile or anything, but I totally am, because they're the only ones that aren't really evil. But you don't get an endorsement from them. No, oh, it's too so bad. Don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> Hey, we've been endorsing <coughs> lots of games without getting anything from them. But that's because we love them. <laughs> Don't use logic. It's not nice. It's not okay. I only use nice when it makes sense. When logic says I should. You neutral, neutral bastard. 
Oh, well, okay, yeah. No, I'm kidding. You're lawful good. I'm, uh, I guess. Maybe lawful neutral. Uh, lawful neutral, probably. For being realistic. That's what my little sister says. Is, or that's what my little sister definitely is, is lawful neutral. <laughs> hey, he needs to follow this rule. But he's not doing anything that's hurting anyone. But he's still, it's a rule. You still need to follow it. And if we don't like the rule, I mean, then change the rule. Like, that's how I view it, you know? Change things from the inside. So maybe you're more of a neutral good. Why? What? Well, no, so I I follow rules, but if there is a rule that, like, doesn't make sense, then it's not like I'm unwilling to change it. My view is that the rules are there for a reason, and if if they're not there for a reason, well, then, shoot, change it. Yeah, you're neutral good. All right. Wait, neutral good? Wait. Neutral oh. good. Okay, interesting. Because you will follow the rules that are there for a reason that you agree with, but if there's ones that you feel like need to be broken because they don't necessarily follow your moral well, I'm code, not going to break them. I'll change them first, so I'm not breaking anything. Okay, fine. Maybe then you're lawful good. Yeah, wait. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> I oh, don't play good. D&D. Learn to nerd. Nerd. Actually, so... um. A friend of mine was trying to start up a campaign in the Star Wars RPG that's set going to be set in the uh, Firefly universe, but using the mechanics of the uh, Star Wars RPG. And, uh, man, it's so hard getting four people together. <laughs> I, I doubt that we're actually ever... going to get around to it. It's not, oh, uh, well, I don't know. The D&D campaign that I'm in right now has, like, Ten people or more. Oh my gosh! Actually, you know what? You know what role-playing game I'm looking forward to? Hmm. Tiny Tina's uh, Assault on Dragon Keep. That's one of the that's one of the season pass DLCs in Borderlands 2 that we're yeah. going to be getting around to soon. And it's it's Tiny Tina uh, playing, you know, DMing a game of uh, what she calls uh, bunkers and badasses. What? Yeah, it's gonna be great. We need to what? play more Borderlands 2. So let's end this show. This has been 8-Bit, everybody. Thanks for joining us. I'm Ian Buck. I'm Ian Decker. Signing off. It's like in the middle of the song, and you'll like hear this just like, ah, 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 ah. Hell, I didn't even have to wear a bra. <laughs> oh, man. I didn't have to stuff anything. Ow, my armpits, they are chafing. I find it helps to like blow the stuff in your nose out instead of sucking it in. Sarah, tell him to blow his nose. That too. Do you need Kleenex? I have Kleenex. They're sitting on the top of the fridge. You want them now? <laughs> Buck, what are you doing? You keep snorting. What do you mean, what am I doing? I'm not doing anything. Definitely not snorting, there's a difference.